Welcome to the Three Crones Podcast, a concoction stirred up by three wise women to encourage us all to embrace our authentic selves and open our hearts to each moment of the beauty and struggle that is real life. Together, we are redefining what it means to be women who have made many trips around the sun by leaning into the wisdom, power, wholeness, and radiance that naturally come with age. I'm Virginia. Three Crones podcast is envisioned as an audio woman's circle, a sacred space to get to know and to get comfortable with our truest selves. In Circle, we welcome everyone. We honor our unique differences. We recognize sacred sisterhood, and we support radical self-care. I'm Tamara. We'll talk about it all. Loss and longing, sovereignty and grace. At a time when it feels like the world is coming undone at the seams, we choose to meet at the crossroads to see how the river, the trees, a fresh breeze, sunshine and moonbeams mend and remember us back to sanctuary. I'm Susan. We're three crones in the woods. What could go wrong? How do we write now by Patricia Lockwood? The alternative title of this, of course, is How the Fuck Do We Write Now? Just as the customary greeting of hello has been replaced with what the fuck is going on? And you grab your friend's arm almost against your will and shake her a little bit and say, no, seriously, what the fuck is happening? Just as your face has been replaced by a question mark, immediately followed by an exclamation mark, immediately followed by another question mark. Just as your heart has been replaced by what happens to a bunch of seagulls when a dog comes running down the beach. Just as your blood now carries in its current the Jaws theme. Just as some days I put my bra on inside out and it seems too hard to fix it, so I just sit there staring at the news in an inside out bra. The title being, How Do We Write Now? Or my editorial, How Do We Live Now? Thank you, Virginia. There's a lot in there. Welcome to us three crones, to you, Susan, to you, Virginia, and this is Tamara. Good morning. In this January morning, on the flip side, I suppose one could say, 2024. Well, there's so much, there's so much at this time of year. I think there's so much expectation. There's so much the New Year's resolution, you know, even put that aside, just just in the beginning of a new year, you know, even if you're not making any of those. And I think then there's the bigger picture of just life going on and the continuation, you know, it's just a day, right? <laughs> it's not like some suddenly everything's changing. <laughs> and how to navigate how to navigate this 
sort of feeling of, oh, we're looking into the future and getting ahead of ourselves. And so my thoughts around navigation have been this sort of, you know, you set your course, right? You set your compass. And, you know, I, I guess I'm imagining it in a, in a ship. You know, I'm imagining it in that sort of, you know, we could be in the car, we could be any, anywhere traveling. And we set that compass. And of course, as we all know, <laughs> the wind comes up or, <laughs> yeah. the, or the dead calm or whatever, the compass setting and the course just, it could even happen in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> it was completely thrown off. Or you could chug along for a couple of days and be like, oh, this is great. This is working. And then something throws it off. And I think so much of life is about how do we, it's not so much about the navigation, but how do we reset ourselves or how do we deal when the wind blows us off course or when the the, the wild card comes in. And just this morning, actually, my middle child, my son, Misha, he called me just to check in like he does sort of uh, once, once a week now, pretty much. It was much more frequently after my husband passed, but he's still doing it and it's just charming. And he just, he'll call and he'll just say, how are you? I'm on my way to work. Got a couple of minutes. And he was, he went straight to that topic. He basically said, you know, I have all these things that I wanted, you know, that I want to change. And he said, but then, and, and I'm, and I know they're the right things and I'm doing it and I'm on the track. And then the wild card comes in, basically was what he was saying. Then I'm suddenly thrown off because somebody needs something or I don't have the right tools or, and I have to go here and there. And my whole day is suddenly, you know, and he's a young father in his, early thirties with a full-time job building. And so, and, you know, and he's talking, and he's talking about self-care, you know, he's talking about how do I put that into my life and look after myself so that I can be of use to the community and my children and my, and my wife and everything. And I just, it was such a moment where I was like, wow, you know, first of all, I was like, well, oh, my kid's growing up, you know, I felt so proud of him for even just bringing that to the table but I guess that's our, you know, that's our question maybe today and our, and, and maybe tying a little bit in also in a gentle way with being gentle on ourselves in the sense of not having these huge, huge expectations, but also at the same time, what do we want to change and tweak? And because this is just one of those opportunities and we, sh you know, it's important to go into something new with a feeling of, it's a good feeling, you know, to make some of these little, even if they're just small adjustments in our hearts and in our lives. So I'm going to open it up to you both to share a little bit how that's, how that's sitting with you. I'm always torn between the idea, of course, being a Virgo, I plan and I plan and I, I, I we were just talking about how I want to plan this and I want to plan this and let's get our talking points down and blah, blah. And, you know, we make plans. You've heard the the sort of saying that we make plans and the goddess laughs or God laughs because the universe has its own flow. And if you're trying to align yourself with that flow, 
you're going to get taken places that you have no, the wind is going to blow you. So do we become rudderless or is there, can we develop a capacity to allow life to take us? And I'll say one, one of the most miserable times in my life was when my children were young and I was trying to have a career and my expectations about how I was going to mother my children and where I was going to go with my career, that, that wasn't working out. They weren't. (laughs) (laughs) And I was miserable. My expectations made me miserable. And there was real misery to the point where parts of my soul were withering. So we want to plan. Yeah, I guess we do want to plan, but Mm. planning be really constrictive and rigid and make us miserable. So how the fuck do we live now, you know, without a rudder, especially in our elder years where You know, we don't have as many days left as we did when we were 40 or when we were 20. So I want to make every day count. I just saw something recently that put that as we've been alive longer than we have left. (laughs) I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Right. Let's put a pin in that. That is a really harsh way to look at it. I... I've had this thought way kind of arise for me in the past, like over the past couple of weeks and some just like yesterday that I am going to share. But as I'm listening to the two of you, I had a thought that I, that I didn't come prepared with today about, about echolocation. Like what I'm hearing from both of you is that there's a sensory way of being in our lives and navigating our lives that's much more intuitive than, you know, maybe the average bear. Like we do think, I mean, I've I've always been counter cultural at January 1st, like no way am I rushing to a gym or changing my diet. I mean, it's literally a (laughs) flip of a calendar. And so my tendency over many, many years has been to pull out David White's reading about procrastination, how how it's not a negative thing, how it's very important. Hey, yes, and, yeah. and we're in the winter season, so it is not time for us to get up and get going. Like, it's just not, you know, it's a, it's an inner working right now. So, so it's just, it just seems really silly to be like, oh, January 1st. And now I'm going to change everything about myself and better myself. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Can we honor what I've been so far and keep on that same path? But but at any rate, Mm. I love this like kind of sensory experience where, well, first I have to like recalibrate where I actually am. Like, where am I? you know, mm-hmm. and then what are these circumstances around and about? And then how am I going to respond to that? And it feels very uh, dolphiny, you know, like, like I'm sending out signals and getting signals back and sending out. 
and well, no, okay, we're going to have to turn left just a little bit or a lot of it in my case, but <laughs> no pun intended, but turning, you know, there are these, these soft turns and then the dramatic like stops or, you know, reboots or whatever that, that sort of just happen. And it, and, and it involves just being really awake about yourself and your place in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, What's so interesting is, you know, having having sort of started off by saying, you know, navigation and movement, I think at the same time, it's it's what I'm hearing you say, but also what I'm feeling. And that's why I think it's such an interesting topic is just sort of like, I'm actually feeling that the navigation is going just inward. You know, it's not going out, it's not going around, you know, or at least it wants to, it wants to, even if the world may not quite be doing that or meeting mm. me there, but just that's where I want to go. I want to go inward and down and re sort of like a, it's more like uh, as if I'm sort of, maybe it is like the hibernating bear, you know, who is there and you just, all you see is this sleeping creature, right? But all the, all the, all the seed or the plant, you know, but there is huge forces of energy that first of all took that took it to get into that place you know that 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 you know the bear has to go and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat in order to be able to sleep all winter and then and then with the plant you know there's the whole cycle that happened so that it would go dormant and then as we are in that but there's it's like inactivity activity of this sort of like almost a dual an amazing duality that feels like it needs to be very still, you know, sort of like activity within stillness. And I, and I guess maybe for our listeners and, and also for us, maybe, maybe we can come up with or, you know, like what are things that we can touchstones that we can do because, because it's, we can't all just mm. sort of be still, you know, we've got work to do and, and places to be and, and, and people to care for and all the rest of it. So, you know, what is that little moment of stillness and how to, you know, is it a nourishing drink or is it a, where we sit with that for a moment and just try to push, you know, turn the, turn the social media off, turn the, and just be, even if it's for 10 minutes, you know, in the morning and, and not say, oh, I've got to do this every day now for 2024 or just do it today. Yeah. <laughs> just do it now. Yeah. yeah. Thinking about this whole navigating thing and to stick with the sort of metaphor of the boat or the sailboat and the winds. And I know very little about sailing because I refuse to do it with men in my life because they turn into <laughs> That are unrecognizable to is like, don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. And my husband never yells, but I refuse to sail with him. But one of the things that, <laughs> um, that is sort of the rule, one of the things that, you know, sailors learn is you talk about intuition, seeing the wind, learning how to read the wind. So you literally can look out over this big body of water and see the variations and the ripples. 
And a seasoned sailor can say, oh, the wind is going to do this and this and this to me. Therefore, I need to set my sails this way so I can get to my destination. And maybe that's apt in our lives somehow. Just don't sail with your husband. <laughs> that's my iron claim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, to learn to read. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the so the thing that I did come prepared with, I saw this woman on Instagram maybe two weeks ago. I looked it up to be uh, able to quote her and tell you, and I'll put it in the show notes, but her name is Kyla J. Gent. She calls herself a lifestyle artist and a soul connection illuminator. And she's a host at the Human Garage, which is a, a myofascial release program that I've been really enamored of over the past year. And I'll share that link as well. But she had this. So it's cool that we're talking about water and boats and waves and sky because she did this little like kind of cradling somatic release. You know, there's all this like very organic gentle kind of self massage swinging, you know, like, like resetting of nervous system movement out there right now. Very, very trendy. It's like stuff that I've been doing naturally and teaching in yoga classes for eons, but now it's the right, all the rage. Right. So, so she did this motion you know how when you tuck one hand under an armpit and put the opposite hand on the opposite shoulder, right? So you have your elbows one on top of the other. And then if you've got toddlers around, you pretend you're a shark and you chomp, chomp, chomp their little heads off with your elbows, right? Everybody can envision that. And so she sort of got there, but then she let the bottom arm like oh like bring the top arm up so slow and like like gorgeous just sliding her hands across the places where they were landing on the body and mm. she wrote over her this this reel the captioning was let life catch you by the heart she says open your arms Tilt your head back. Let life catch you by the heart. And boy, did I love that. I just, I, the, the phrasing of that. Now, it's a little bit opposite, as you were saying, Tamara, to seeding down, to like rooting down and quieting mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. stillness. Mm -hmm. It's that it's that true, like lift and open. And then is there some giant fish hook out there coming to get, coming to drag you up and on, right? So super interesting to me. And it kind of stuck mm. with me to the point that yesterday I posted, I've been enamored of the geese are all over my property right now. Like they're hilarious. They, they uh, suddenly there's so much noise outside of my house. I can't even believe it. And they're all honking. Then the other day I stepped outside to take a video of them and they, I mean, maybe 300 geese sitting in my field and they got completely silent. 
I was like, wait, is something big here? Is God, did God just arrive? Is there a giant standing up, you know, on the other side of my house? Like it was so weird. And they stayed quiet for so long. I thought later maybe I was the big thing, and they were like, "What? What is it? What is that?" Yeah, it's yeah. Susan has arrived. <laughs> At any rate, all of that to say, I posted this little video of the geese flying overhead, and I wrote, "Spending idle time, time looking up, I will listen and let life catch me doing so." So I journaled a bit mm-hmm. about let life. Is this a way of navigating? And then don't let life, right? And and I love these prompts. I'm going to use them with a with a group sometime over the coming month, maybe while we're on retreat at the river. Let life. I'll just, you know, what came up for me? Let life surprise, amaze, shock, change, polish entice, woo, startle, intrigue, soften, soothe, stretch, tickle, win you over. Don't let life stymie, dull, numb, annoy, catch you begrudging it, pass you by, freak you out, jade you, hold you captive, taint your heart, confuse you, distract you, those are the things that came up for me. Imagine how many of those are present for each of us. And isn't that navigational? Mm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, those, it's so interesting because I, you know, when you were reading the don't, you know, what not to let life, uh, it's, it's really, I think, uh, it really feels you know, in the world at large, like an oppression, you know, for everyone. And, 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 and it's it not is. just in the political arena, but it is so oppressive to everyone. And we're all, it's trickling down and everybody's feeling that. And so to, to sort of, first of all, to name it, but also then to be like, well, what do we actually let life, you know, what is the, what is the, what is that lifting up the arm? You know, so, so actually these two movements are coming into my mind of like that gesture that you were describing, you know, with this holding the elbows and then bringing it up and then sort of bringing it back into that little seed of the bear of the center and then back out. So it's so, and what is that? That is like the wind. That is like the breath. That is where we operate, right? We can't stay in one spot. Can't just. Being, so it's the it's the gentle movement of life, and you know so much of what we experience when we go we step out the door into whatever our our daily lives, our work, our families, our blah blah is we it's almost like you pause and you put everything on hold, right? It's almost like you're not breathing anymore because you're just reacting and doing and getting on, and just to have that movement be, you know, it's just great. I mean, that's like, I'm sure, Susan, you can work on a a really cool movement thing for us to actually do because that, you know, bringing it into the body is always really, really helpful. 
One of the things that struck me about the don't let life when I was listening to the sort of list there and was going like, check, 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 that's something, that's something. And I, I was thinking, because I tend to let my cognitive mind run amok, <laughs> those are the things that what I'm referring to now is my default mode network, my really cognitive mind, like, wait. You know, that's where the judge resides. That's where the big planner, you've got to do it this way. You know, if you don't, that's where all of that resides is in my default mode network, or as some people say, your ego mind. It's not your heart. It's not being open hearted. It is being rigid and closed. So all that quote life, you know, don't let life. It's not life that's fucking me up. It's between my ears that it's <laughs> having brain. a problem. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Because mm-hmm. we've been programmed in a certain way. Pema Chodron yeah. calls that that the council of apes <laughs> and that they are so fucking <laughs> yeah. noisy. And they've got like, you know, the, oh, the yeah. like white brain, you know, the, the big bouffant wigs on and they, and they like tell you, you can't, you're not, you can't don't bother. It's, yeah. you know, it's not worth it. You're not talented enough. You're not like, you don't have a voice here. Like, and then they will shut you down is shut down your creativity, yeah. your hope, your inspiration. Then, man, is that are those fucking apes loud? It's it's hard. Yeah, hard. And then you know, I don't know. Is it a? Is it a? I don't. I don't know. Is it a? I was thinking before. Is it a cop out then to just be like, well, okay. Take a breath, look around you, listen to the geese, <laughs> like close your body, open your body, close. I mean, we are we we're always coming back to this same thing. Like it's gentleness and acceptance and a willing, a willing, right. like, you know, we could go back to that, Virginia, the willing and willing. Right. Years, Years ago, yeah. we had a conversation yeah. about being willing, and I said, "Willingness, like being willing. I want to. I want to be willing. It's all about surrender." And Virginia was like, "What? Willing? We will ourselves to live. We use our will to go forth." And I was will. like, "Oh yeah, that's right. It's willing. <laughs> it's both. It's willing yeah. and willing." Yeah. And to be open to the sort of the unplanned, uh, this the past sort of holiday two or three weeks that we've just gone through, I've been completely immersed in yet another unplanned moment in my life, my son's life, his da- uh, my daughter-in-law's life. They have a little baby that this time last year they weren't planning on, and he is the most joyous precious thing that has well he's in my top three of unplanned joyous precious things that have happened in my (laughs) life Mm. you know so maybe it is the best things are those big unplanned chunks of joy that we open ourselves to and what would happen if we had not opened ourselves to it 
I don't even want to think about that. You know, it's just. <laughs> and, and, and it's, and, and when you say that, you know, like the birth of a child or the, or the coming of a child, whether planned or unplanned, you know, just is, it's an, it's a, it's a sure thing, right? It's going to keep happening in the world. It's an archetypal thing so that you become, so the archetypes of our humanity are just brought up immediately. A mother knows how to be a mother. A grandmother becomes a grandmother. A father becomes a father. And, and, you know, yes, there's trials and tribulations down along the way, but there, these are also the things where it's like, well, that's, that's, you know, you say unplanned, but that's a sure thing. You know, that's like a, and it's one of those, you know, that was happening billions and millions of years ago. <laughs> so that just there we can, we can latch into that which is primal, archetypal, and necessary for our, for joy and for flexibility. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, it's always those moments where the, where humanity is in need or where you then, res- where we respond and, and feel essential. And I, and, and I think f- for me, a lot, a lot of what I think a lot of the difficulties I think that people that we all have, we all of us have in this time is that we are spending all of us and some more than others and no judgment there, but like we're spending a lot of time seeing things on a screen or on our phone or that is that it might be someone else's archetypal reality, but it's sort of, it's removed and it's on a screen and you don't really know what that story is. And so it removes us. And so we're in this slightly, or we wish it, mine was like that or yours, you know, sort of competitive things happen. And I think this is a new, for humanity, mm-hmm. it's a very yeah. recent yeah. new thing that that is in our world. And I think, that's, you know, maybe that's a topic for another time, but it's really, you know, how do we navigate that in relation? Because the minute there's this human contact, you know, with that baby or with that elderly person or just with the person at the in the queue or in the line at the bank or whatever, it's like, oh, yeah, actually that's a reset right there, mm. you know, because we're responding out of our heart space, not out of our between the ears or, or mental. Yeah, yeah. I think the real answer, go ahead. Go ahead, Virginia. Well, I was just going to say, even, you know, the plan versus the unplanned for all the parents who have planned on having children and they planned this and they planned that. I will bet my entire retirement on the fact that they didn't plan everything because that child is going to throw a wrench in the works at some point, at some point, right. some chaos will emerge. So, you know, staying open to that, yeah, the, no, what, there's, there's, yeah. having that child, having my grandson up on my shoulders and just saying, huh, huh, I can't do anything really except just sit here. <laughs> <laughs> 
this little warm little baby, this life on my, you know, on my heart. Well, okay, this is pretty good. <laughs> you know, yeah. all of my plans have gone out the window. And now there's only connection and love. Imagine that. Yeah. Well, and uh, aren't we, you know, that just leads to what I was about to say is that the only answer to that, how do we navigate, you know, tomorrow what you're speaking to our phones, the internet, the worldwide web, as it were, is to stop. Like we have to unplug ourselves from that. That's really the only, that's really the only way. Like there, like there's no, uh, and it's so, you know, it's, it's so culturally strong now that we spent time before we started recording talking about how we're going to grow our Instagram feed, right? Like how we're going to, you know, increase our presence. I, I post a a lot. I just cited, you know, two different things that I learned online that I'm going to link you link our listeners to, right? Like it's a world. it's, It's very, very present. But if, I'm being honest, the less time we're in that f- fantasy place, the be- and yeah. the more time we are with a, a new baby and the geese, the, <laughs> the absolute better. Yeah. You know, yeah. you used yeah. the word primal a few minutes ago. It's very animal what's healthy for us, very much so. I mean, we've cut, co- you know, we've covered yeah. geese and dolphins and sharks so far. <laughs> like any, there's this, you know, years mm. ago, Sherry Sidoti taught, taught in a yoga class about tracking, like to get quiet in a yin pose and track, Set like a, like a predator tracks prey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To get so mm-hmm. quiet and so observant and so patient, not at the first, mm-hmm. not at the first hint of, you know, movement, do we go like, go, wait, wait, exactly. feel it, trace it, trace it out of the space between your ears where the council of apes is sitting and into your shoulder or your heart space or soul space, mm-hmm. whatever that is, like an animal would, like really pay fucking attention. And we cannot do that when we're wrapped up in the, all of this information. Right. Well, I just have to share what happened to me yesterday now because you brought that up. So I was, so I am blessed right now to be a lot of the work I'm doing is holding, is holding babies. So it, so it turns out. Not not my grandchildren, who are not babies anymore. But this week, I've held three different babies, all within sort of six, the oldest was six months and younger, and then the youngest was six weeks. And yesterday, I was holding this little boy, this little six-week-year-old in the kitchen where I'm cooking for his mama, and she just had to go with the little boy upstairs. And I said, well, give me the baby. And as I was standing by the window, as you do, because you know, you know, putting them on your shoulder, doing a little movement... I saw the most beautiful red fox that I think I have ever seen in my entire life. Like he was huge. I mean, I see foxes all the time around where I live and they're a little mangy and whatever, you know, I see them all the time. It's a dime a dozen. This guy was enormous. He was the size of a big dog and he was red and ruddy and his tail was thick. 
he was the most beautiful specimen. And there I was, there was this little vulnerable baby and the, just the juxtaposition. And it was, it's up on this, they live up on the top of the mountain and it's just forest. And he just walked along the edge of the garden. He looked right at me, you know, I mean, couldn't I was quite far away and then just disappeared into the woods. And I just felt so gifted with that animal totem. And then also with just this honor of being able to hold a six-week-old baby. And anyway, it just fits right in somehow to this conversation. I just had to share it. But but yes, there was a moment of apps of pure, of pure awareness of the in the moment and beingness, like beingness. So no surprise here, but I saw the same fox this morning. <laughs> <laughs> How many well, miles do away do we live thought. from each other? I, I, you know, for all my blather about, you know, nothing changes on January 1st, I have now instituted, <laughs> as I am wont to do, a new desire map for myself of met- morning meditation. I, I mean... It is such total shit. I'm five. I'm five days in, and I literally I set a timer for twenty twenty eight minutes. I I despise every minute of it. I I all I do, all I do is think. You know, like I like I I do lead a very meditative, contemplative life, like in general, and I know I benefit from like all the talking I do when I'm teaching other people to do these things, but. Holy fuck, you make me sit down in silence and like just look. It's hard. It's hard. So, so far. And I, this is not the first time I've tried this, but I, I'm like, okay, you're just like, you know, it's good for you. You're going to do it. This morning, I sat in the studio and looked out into my field, and that very fox showed up. I mean, he's been around here a while. But I was, I haven't seen him for a bit and he is big and gorgeous. And I mean, I, I, you know, for that one split second, then I'm in the right place at the right time, which is all navigation is about, right? Yes. Right. Right. And I don't have to figure out what to make of it. That's the other thing. Like I want to, like this is, you know, we are talking about traversing our lives in a way that's sacred and healthy and, and um, uh, uh, apologies all around, not the norm, like, because the norm isn't working for centuries. We can see that humans don't know what the fuck they're doing. They really don't know what the fuck they're doing right now. And so I have to do it differently. I have to. No matter what the Council of Apes tells me about stepping outside the boundaries, I have to. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, I, I feel like that's what the navigation yeah. is, really. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's navigating a different yes. route through the craziness that has become this destructive world because it is very destructive. Yeah. Yeah, mamas. On, on, onward. I need, I need to tour guide. Could I have a docent, please, to explain? You have a tour guide. We all have a tour guide. 
We talk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we talk about that inner voice. What is it? I remember saying once to my yoga class, you know, listen to that still small voice. And then I thought, it doesn't have to be still and it doesn't have to be small. And if you listen to it enough, it gets really big and loud. And there's your navigational mm-hmm. tool right there. There's your compass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Oh, thank you for naming it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Our inner, our inner, I always call it the inner voice, which, yeah, like you said, doesn't have to be gentle. <laughs> Sometimes it needs to be really, really, yeah, ag- not aggressive, but just getting on to it. Yeah. And, and screen time tend to make it still and small because it's, you know, you tell a child enough, shut up, shut up. The child loses its voice. But if you listen, if you're looking at a little baby and go, blah, blah, blah. That little baby will look back up at you and go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and suddenly you're having a conversation with, you know, an inner voice that gets noisier and noisier. And thank, thank the divine for that. And trusting. I think, you know, I think trusting that voice and not second guessing it and being like, oh, well, that's just what I wanted to hear or that's what I didn't want to hear. You know, just being like, whoa, wait a second. I heard you. Yeah. I heard you. Loving, loving the inner child and the inner voice is is self love. Is a, is you know it's a it's a practice that we all uh, need to remind ourselves of. So, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I I, I for me that voice it, it is very much Susan's voice, but it comes directly from God for me. Right? What I, what I think of as God, and we can name that anything we want to in our own lives, each individual, we could name it nothingness. We, you know, it's not, I'm not trying to encourage anybody to <laughs> take on God as their voice, but, but the, for me, that's what it is. And I came across a, a number of months ago, back in the spring, this person who creates spiritual word search books that are just lovely. They're cloth bound and super sweet. Some of it's scripture from the Bible. Some of it's just inspirational quotes. And just the past two days, I mean, the first quote is Emily P. Freeman. If it isn't yet time to make a decision or to move, practice the daily letting go of your timeline. Walk slow, listen close, and let that candle burn. And then Today, you cannot skip or race ahead. You have to lean and wade. Ask all your scrappy questions and press into the process. It is here that the gold waits. And that's someone called Hannah Brencher. I'll put these books in the in the show notes. They're, it's here that the gold waits. I love that. Yeah. That's a beautiful, that, I think maybe that's just such a, it's a wonderful place to come to conclusion because it's like, there it is, the gold, you know, let's find the gold. It's, it's all, it's within us. It's within us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> we found our way somehow. <laughs> we, we just once again touched upon trust yourself. Trust yourself. Mm. Be, yes. 
slow down enough to trust yourself. Yeah. Perfect. Trust. Trust is a big one. It's the biggie. Well, great. Well, thank, thank you, you. Thank you, Tamara, Susan. <laughs> Love you, you both. Susan Blessings to everyone. Blessings. You've been listening to Virginia McKinney, Tamara Sheen, and me, Susan Madden-Cox. We're three crones on a mission to stimulate meaningful conversations to create radical change and to provide a safe and soothing sanctuary for women. Be sure to download to listen, check the show notes for good links, and follow us on Instagram at Three Crones Podcast. We want to hear from you, so send us your ideas, questions, and mind fires. Until next time. <laughs>